Welcome back, listeners, to another fascinating episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're diving into a paper that sheds light on a cosmic phenomenon that sounds like it's straight out of science fiction, but I assure you, it's very much a part of our reality. That's right, Jen. The paper on the connection between AGN radiative feedback and massive black hole spin takes us billions of light years into deep space to understand the intricate dance between supermassive black holes and their galaxies. Now, before we dive into the deep end, let's set the stage with a bit of contextual background, shall we? AGNs, or active galactic nuclei, are the extraordinarily bright regions at the center of some galaxies. They're like cosmic lighthouses, powered by gas and material spiraling into supermassive black holes. Supermassive black holes, you say? These aren't just your everyday space oddities. Each one boasts a mass millions to billions of times larger than our sun. And they're not just sitting there, they're spinning, just like figure skaters pulling in their arms to spin faster on the ice. That's where things get truly mind-bending. The spin of these behemoths affects everything from how they gobble up matter to how they interact with their host galaxies, potentially impacting the rate at which new stars are born. So this paper is all about figuring out how the spinning of these black holes, which by the way can happen at nearly the speed of light, influences the energy they shoot out into their galaxies. This process, known as AGN feedback, can be in the form of winds so powerful they can push out the gas in a galaxy, regulating its growth. Our hosts of celestial merriment, F. Bolotti, A. Lupi, M. Dotti, and F. Hart, used numerical models to study this feedback. They accounted for the feedback's angular dependence upon black hole spin, essentially considering how the direction of this ejected energy varies with the black hole's pirouette. Now, let's talk about the why. Why is this significant? Because understanding AGN feedback helps us unravel the cosmic puzzle of galaxy evolution. It's a key ingredient in explaining why galaxies end up looking the way they do and why some seem to abruptly stop making new stars. To move on to the methodology, our stellar team used the code GIZMO, such a cute name for a sophisticated tool, and created a recipe for AGN feedback that includes the influence of the black hole's spin on the outflow of winds. Their findings are astronomy gold. They suggest that while the energy of an AGN primarily dictates how it affects its host galaxy, the spin's imprint, think of it like the black hole's signature, is clear during high-energy, voracious feeding episodes. As for implications, if we want to understand the growth of galaxies and the black holes at their hearts, considering spin isn't just spin, it's essential, especially when those black holes are feasting at extreme rates. To wrap it up, this paper gives us a brand new lens to look at the role of black holes in the cosmic saga of galaxy evolution. It's a tale of mass, energy, and angular momentum choreographed on the stage of space-time. We'll be back after a short break to reflect more on this cosmic connection and how it broadens our understanding of the universe. So don't touch that dial. There's more astronomical intrigue to come. End of podcast episode. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast where things get weird and wonderful. But speaking of weird and wonderful, have you ever wanted to escape reality with just the pop of a bubble? Well, now you can with Bubble Reality Inc. They're not just blowing bubbles, they're blowing minds with their reality-altering bubblegum. 
Imagine the possa bubbleities chew shiver me timbers toffee and suddenly you're the captain of a pirate ship, the salty sea air in your face. Or maybe you're more of a space cadet. In that case, try Red Planet Raspberry and boom, you're walking on Mars. One small step for man, one giant chew for mankind. And for those who like their experiences a little out there, get abducted by the taste of alien abduction apple. It's so good, it's out of this world. Every piece transforms the mundane into the insane. I mean, who wouldn't want to attend a quantum quincenera without leaving your living room? And with the slogan, chew your way to a different day, every day can be an adventure. Just don't chew and drive because who knows where you'll end up. So thank you, Bubble Reality Inc., for sponsoring us and for turning our reality into a chewable fantasy, one bubble at a time. Grab a pack today and remember, when the bubble fizzles out, you'll be begging for the next flavortastic journey. Tom and Jen together, Bubble Reality Inc., chew your way to a different day. Bubble pop sound effect. Welcome to today's episode. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. We've got a really fascinating topic lined up for you today, back reaction of Axion SU dynamics during inflation. That's right, Jen. We'll be diving into the intricate dance between axions, which are hypothetical particles that could solve some long-standing puzzles in physics, and SU2 gauge fields, which are central to our understanding of weak nuclear forces. Before we get into the heavy stuff, let's provide some context for our listeners. The concept of inflation is critical in cosmology. It's the theory that the universe underwent a rapid expansion right after the Big Bang. Axions may play a role in this process, acting as the field that drives inflation. Exactly, Jen. And this paper we're reviewing takes a good hard look at how axions interact with non-abelian gauge fields during this period. Now, non-abelian might sound intimidating, but it just refers to a kind of symmetry in equations that govern these fields, a symmetry that doesn't commute, which means the order in which you perform operations matters. In the vast cosmic context, Studying such interactions could help us understand primordial gravitational waves and much more. The findings of the paper are quite significant for the field as they redefine parts of the viable parameter space, essentially the set of conditions that could lead to a consistent theory of inflation with axions and SU2 gauge fields. And we can't overlook the possibility that the effects discussed in the paper might lead to distinctive features in the early universe's gravitational wave background. Those features could be observable with future gravitational wave detectors. With that said, our mission today is to break down the complex concepts and vocabulary in an informative and entertaining way. So let me start with some key background. The inflaton is a notional scalar field responsible for cosmic inflation, and it can be associated with axions in some models. Onward to the core of the research paper. The authors had some pretty clear objectives, they were out to analyze the real-time responses, or back reactions, of gauge field modes, which are basically different possible states of the field on the overall dynamics of inflation when you consider the physics of axions and SU2 gauge fields. Their methodology hinges on linear evolution equations. That's just a fancy way of saying they looked at equations that show how small changes in one quantity lead to proportional changes in another. They crunched the numbers using something called the Hartree approximation, where they average these effects out, which simplifies calculations. And don't forget the key findings. 
they discovered a new pattern of behavior, an attractor solution for the axion field and gauge fields. They're like grooves a system can fall into and follow during its evolution. What's wild is the gauge field's expectation value, that's an average field strength across different states of the system, turns out to be the opposite of what was anticipated. Right, and this has huge implications. These back reaction effects could have left a mark on the patterns of gravitational waves from the early universe. Plus, this research could shake up and refine how we model cosmic inflation itself. To wrap up our conversation, the conclusion we draw is that this paper provides a fresh perspective by directly computing the back reaction. No shortcuts. It's an important step to a full understanding of axion dynamics during inflation and might have a real-world impact in terms of what we can observe in the sky. I've got to say, I'm impressed by the creativity and rigor of the researchers. What about you, Tom? Totally, Jen. This paper not only advances theoretical physics, but could also guide us in interpreting observational data from cosmological experiments in the future. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into this fascinating paper. There's always something new happening in the universe, and we love being here to explore it with you. Keep looking up and stay curious. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time with another exciting topic. This is Tom, signing off. And Jen wishing you clear nights and cosmic insights. Goodbye for now. All aboard the Starlight Express. No, not that musical, folks. It's time for a quick word from our sponsor. Tired of the same old terrestrial travel? Sick of airlines losing your luggage in the stratosphere? Then, hop on the cosmic train of dreams with Galaxy Rail Glitters, Inc., the only interstellar train where you can sip a nebula cocktail while comet gazing. With trains that chug-chug through the vacuum of space, you'll be starstruck by the constellations, not by the lack of legroom. Want to race the International Space Station? With our stardust-powered steam, we'll have you lapping astronauts in style. Choo-choo's Galaxy Rail Glitters for a journey that's truly celestial. Book your vintage cabin now and tell them Tom and Jen sent you for a free Meteor Munchies pack. Sure, space is a vacuum, but we'll fill it with fun, fashion, and a first-class ticket to the stars. Galaxy Rail Glitters, Inc., because why orbit when you can explore the whole darn galaxy? Now, let's get back to our regularly scheduled universal banter after we check if our tickets for the next Galaxy Rail Glitters departure are confirmed. Spoilers, they are. And did I hear there's a Constellation karaoke car? You bet your asteroid, Tom. Now stay tuned, listeners, for more intergalactic hilarity coming up after the break. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast, where today we're diving into something truly out of this world. We have a mind-boggling topic that's sure to blow your minds. That's right, Tom. We're talking about a paper that's making waves in the field of exoplanet research, titled, Retrievals Applied to a Decision Tree Framework Can Characterize Earth-Like Exoplanet Analogs. For those of you thinking, that sounds complicated. Don't worry. By the end of this episode, you'll not only understand it, you'll be fascinated by the implications of this research. To get us started, Tom, could you give us a little contextual background? Why is this paper so significant? Absolutely, Jen. The search for life beyond Earth is reaching new heights thanks to missions planned for the future that will look for biosignatures or signs of life on exoplanets. These are planets orbiting stars outside our solar system. This paper, 
in essence, creates a roadmap for astronomers. It helps them determine the best way to use future telescopes to look for signs of life on Earth-like exoplanets by using a decision tree framework. It's like a detective's guide to the galaxy. <sighs> Precisely. This decision tree helps researchers rule out false positives and prioritize their observations to make the search for extraterrestrial life as efficient as possible. Before we dig deeper, we should clarify some of the key concepts and complex vocabulary. Tom, want to tackle that? Definitely. So, the core concept here involves something known as retrievals. This is a statistical method used to infer the atmosphere's characteristics, like temperature and composition, based on the light spectrum coming from the planet. Think of it like decoding a message about the planet's atmosphere that's hidden in the light it reflects. On top of that, we have the decision tree, which is basically a flowchart that guides researchers through the process of analyzing this light to detect biosignatures while avoiding missteps. It's critical to understand terms like biosignatures and false positives here. Biosignatures are elements, molecules, or phenomena that provide scientific evidence of past or present life. False positives are signals that might seem to indicate life but are actually produced by non-living processes. With the basics out of the way, let's jump into the core of this paper. The objective here was twofold. First, to assess the decision tree's effectiveness in remote characterization of Earth-like exoplanets. And second, to perform retrieval analyses on simulated observations to understand the uncertainties associated with detecting specific chemical species, things like water vapor, oxygen, ozone, methane, and carbon dioxide. The methodology hinged on what's referred to as spectral bandpasses, basically windows of wavelengths, tailored to observe these specific gases. They were simulating future observations with a pretend space telescope referred to as the Habitable Worlds Observatory, or HWO. The researchers looked at two types of Earth-like planets, one that represented modern Earth and another that represented early Earth, known as Archean Earth. Their findings were stellar. They could constrain the key atmospheric species despite only covering part of the planet's spectrum. For modern Earth, for example, they were able to get less than an order of magnitude spread in the uncertainty for water vapor and oxygen. And for the ancient Archean Earth scenario, they were able to detect both methane and water vapor in just one spectral bandpass. Moving on to the implications, this paper potentially revolutionizes how we approach the search for life on other planets. It creates a strategic approach to maximize the scientific return of future missions. This could mean a more directed use of time and resources in studying exoplanets, focusing efforts on those with the highest potential for habitability and life. As we sprint to the conclusion, let's recap. The paper presents a game-changing framework for exoplanet biocharacterization. It's a template for upcoming space missions, and it could guide us to the first robust detection of life beyond Earth. Reflecting on this, the implications are profound. It places the pursuit of extraterrestrial life in the framework of methodical science. We are closer than ever to possibly answering the age-old question, are we alone in the universe? Not just that, it also stresses the importance of preparation. The more we understand and develop these strategies now, the more efficiently we can execute these groundbreaking missions when the technology catches up. So listeners, the next time you look up at the stars, consider the decision trees that are being created to possibly unveil the secrets of distant worlds. And remember, 
Each discovery, each small step in this research, is a leap toward understanding our place in the cosmos. Until next time, keep looking up and questioning more. Are you ready to add a little abracadabra to your channel surfing? Then say hello to the mystical, the magical, Pocus Focus Remote Wonders. Where your tired thumbs get a rest, because here we're channeling your wishes with a flick of the wrist. Forget about plain plastic clickers. Pocus Focus Remotes are handcrafted with the spirit of a modern wizarding family in mind. Wave goodbye to normal with the Spellcaster Remote. Say presto change channel and voila. Find yourself in the mystical lands of premium cable. Or maybe you're in need of some peace and quiet. The Merlin muter will shush your TV faster than you can say silent spello. Tired of fumbling through settings? The Wanda Change transforms your entertainment experience with just a swish and flick. But for those who truly dare to dream, the Genie Box grants you three entertainment wishes daily. Choose your TV binges wisely. And for the scatterbrain sorcerers, the Invisible Imp remote reappears with a simple clap. Never again will it vanish into the couch cushion's abyss. Every enchantment is customizable, and with the optional dragon scale glitter effect, your remote will sparkle brighter than unicorn hair. And if you ever run into a wizarding whoopsie, our 24-7 spell support hotline has all the warlocks and witches ready to assist. Brought to you on a flying carpet, Get ready for the magical unboxing experience that only Pocus Focus can deliver. And remember, each remote comes preloaded with a laughter spell, because at Pocus Focus, we're serious about fun. So don't just sit there like a muggle. Grab your Pocus Focus Remote Wonder today and channel your wishes with a flick of the wrist. Pocus Focus Remote Wonders, the official sponsor of hilarity and magical convenience on our award-winning podcast. Welcome to our latest episode, where we're exploring a celestial dance of cosmic proportions. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we are delving into the fascinating world of binary star evolution and the effects of something called wind roach lobe overflow. Now Jen, before we jump in, why don't we set the stage with a bit of contextual background? Absolutely crucial, Tom. Binary stars are two stars locked in an orbit around a shared center of mass their evolution can be quite complex due to the gravitational interaction between them. Right, and the paper we are discussing today is significant because it delves into wind roach lobe overflow, WRLF for short. This mass transfer mechanism could play a vital role in the evolution of binary systems, especially for those with wide orbits. To bring everyone up to speed, let's break down some key ideas. First up, the roche lobe. It's a teardrop-shaped region around a star in a binary system within which orbiting material is gravitationally bound to that star. When a star expands and fills this lobe, material can flow from it to its companion star. That's your typical Roche lobe overflow, but wind Roche lobe overflow? WRLOF is when the stellar wind, particles emitted from a star like our sun, from the donor star surpasses the Roche lobe and material can transfer to the other star without the donor completely filling its Roche lobe. And to cap off the complex vocabulary lesson, we have blue lurkers and blue stragglers. These are stars that seem to defy the usual stellar aging process, appearing younger and hotter than expected. Now onto the core of this study. Binary evolution models have struggled to explain the characteristics of these peculiar stars. This research uses the Modules for Experiments in Stellar Astrophysics, MESA, to incorporate WRLF 
and to simulate a wide variety of binary configurations, especially focusing on low-mass binaries at solar metallicity. The key findings are quite startling. For most models, even when considering angular momentum transfer, the accreting star spins up to its critical rotation rate and develops a wind so powerful that it essentially loses any recently accrued mass. This means that during WRLOF, the mass transfer efficiency is actually much smaller than previously thought, with the accretor gaining only about 2% of its total mass from the donor's wind. And wrapping up with implications and applications, these findings can help us understand particular outlier star populations, the blue lurkers and blue stragglers. So in conclusion, this paper presents a nuanced look at binary evolution, challenging the mass accretion mechanisms considered in the past and offering insight into the evolution of mysterious stars that seem to age backward. It's truly fascinating, Jen, how these celestial mechanics impact not just the stars themselves, but also our broader understanding of stellar populations and evolution. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this deep dive into the cosmic dance of binary stars and the mysterious ways they evolve. Until next time, keep looking up. Have you ever woken up feeling like your smile is as lifeless as a mummy in a sarcophagus? Oh, I have, but not since I discovered Gravebrush Inc. That's right, folks. Gravebrush Inc., the Necromancer's Toothbrush Co., is here to bring that dead smile back to life. With bristles enchanted with ancient magic, every brushing session feels like a full moon ritual for your teeth. In a mystic voice, plus the toothpaste portal, where minty freshness meets the elixir of eternal cleanliness. In a dramatic tone, unleash the power of a thousand years of dental hygiene with a single brush stroke. As if casting a spell. And remember their enchanted slogan, revive your smile from the dead. Grave brush ink for when your breath is so bad, it could wake the undead. But hey, don't take our word for it. Nope. Try it yourself and experience the supernatural transformation of your grimace to a grin. In a spooky, playful voice. So head to your local crypt, or rather, store, and dig up your very own grave brush today. And tell them Tom and Jen sent you, if you dare. <sighs> this message has been brought to you by the fine necromantic folks at Gravebrush Inc. because every vampire deserves pearly whites. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Cosmos Uncovered. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we have a really fascinating topic lined up for all of you star enthusiasts and aspiring astronomers. That's right, Jen. We're going deep into the heart of a celestial marvel, a dense spherical collection of stars known as a globular cluster. Specifically, we're going to chat about the CCD photometry of the globular cluster NGC 5897. This might sound pretty technical, but trust us, it's a topic that shines brightly with intrigue. Every star, quite literally, in this cluster has its own story and contributes to a greater understanding of our universe. So buckle up as we embark on this stellar journey. We promise to keep it educational, entertaining, and as always, enlightening. Let's get started with an introduction to the stars of the show, the globular clusters. Well, these celestially bound beauties are spherical systems brimming with stars, which can be found across all galaxies. They're incredibly dense, with perhaps hundreds of thousands of stars packed within a 
relatively small radius. When we talk about NGC 5897, we're looking at an object that's located in the halo of our very own Milky Way. This is fascinating because it provides us a much closer look at a cluster that's both ancient and remote. You see, these clusters are like time capsules, providing us with valuable information about the early stages of stellar formation. They thrive for billions of years, witnessing the history of their respective galaxies. Now diving a bit deeper, NGC FEV897 is particularly significant for astronomers. Jen, could you give our listeners some context on why researchers would be keen to study this globular cluster? Absolutely, Tom. Besides being a rich source for studying galactic structure, NGC 5897 has some unique characteristics that make it a prime target for observation. Features like the cluster's color range from cooler stars to the ratio between the minor and major axes of its elliptical shape all provide pieces of a larger cosmic puzzle. Not to mention, NGC 5897 is relatively free from the interference of dust or gas, making it a pristine laboratory for understanding the distribution and lifetimes of stars within a globular cluster. Speaking of which, let's get into some of the complex concepts and background that will help our listeners understand the paper detailing CCD photometry of NGC 5897. One term you'll hear a lot in this context is CCD photometry. A CCD, or charge-coupled device, is essentially an electronic light sensor used in telescopes to measure the brightness of celestial objects in a digital format. Right, and this technology allows astronomers to create color magnitude diagrams, which are essentially cosmic graphs plotting the brightness of a star against its color, revealing much about its temperature, distance, and composition. These diagrams are key for identifying different stages of a star's life within the cluster from the main sequence of young hot stars to the red giants and the intriguingly named horizontal branch. Don't worry, folks. We'll explain what the horizontal branch is in a bit more detail later on. But first, a quick shout out to our amazing sponsors, without whom we wouldn't be able to unravel the mysteries of the stars. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Are you ready to add a little magic to your morning routine? Say goodbye to your boring breakfast with our sponsor, Enchanted Pancake Emporium, Inc. Dive into a world where each pancake is a portal to a culinary fantasy land. Where flapjacks flip to magical tricks. Imagine chowing down on a unicorn stack that literally whinnies with joy. Or taming your fiery hunger with the dragon's breath delight, a spicy adventure on a plate complete with smoke rings. Best part? These magical meals are crafted by undercover wizard chefs and pack zero calories thanks to a generous dash of enchantment. Grab a little sparkle with your syrup, folks. Enchanted Pancake Emporium, Inc. isn't just breakfast. It's a breakfast spectacular. Swing by for a spellbinding stack today. And tell them Tom and Jen sent you for an extra side of Hocus Pocus. 